Hello, and welcome to the Surreal Deal Podcast. Alright, hope you're doing well. So, I did a bit of reading on uh, that whole thing with fucking Alec Baldwin. But I'm killing that cinematographer, Lassie. Um, and first of all, I cannot, I can't even think about Alec Baldwin or even see his name written, and not feel an urge to just go Eric Baldwin, like after Team America when Kim Kim Jong fucking Eel says his name. Just every single time, it just like it just comes out. It's like a fucking reflex now, because I've seen Team America that many times. Every time you hear the word lonely, it's one way. Instead of saying it properly, you know. But anyway, I'm I'm kind of like I say I've been reading it. I mean bits and pieces like that I've seen. Like not like I've not been seeking it out or anything. Like sometimes when when I'm at work, it gets boring and. I just need a break from doing what I'm doing and I just go onto the internet and start reading whatever like the stories are, reading the headlines and shit like that. And obviously the Alec Baldwin stuff's been in the list quite a bit with the developments and that. And uh, there's no point in explaining what happened because I think everybody at this point knows what happened. How could you possibly have missed it unless you've been living under the proverbial rock that people like to fucking say. Um, well basically, he was on set filming a, 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 a film called Rust. And uh, he picked up a prop gun, was meant to fire it during the scene, he fired it, turns out it had real bullets in it. And it, one, one hit a fucking cinematographer and killed her. So now the filming has been suspended and there's uh, investigations going on and blah, 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 blah. Um, and one of the theories just now that they're coming away with, that what I think one of the lawyers on the case came away with, was that uh, it was either one of the lawyers that came away with it or it was somebody that, was a- that actually was working on the set that said that... Um, I think it might have been somebody like like no this shows this shows how much I was paying attention when I was fucking reading. Um I think someone who worked on the set was was saying that it was an unsafe working environment from the get go. Like they he didn't feel he didn't feel comfortable working there on the set because he felt it was too dangerous and they were doing risky things and all that kind of thing. Uh so I think somewhere along the line he might have quit or something. But then one of the lawyers was saying that the, the, their theory was apparently that this guy or girl, whatever it was, uh, could be a fucking non-binary at this day and age, can it? Um, was like so disgruntled that they deliberately replaced the dummy bullets in the prop gun with real ones. 
But then there's an absence of logic there because if you're complaining that a workplace is unsafe, why would you make it more dangerous? You're kind of a hypocrite then, aren't you? You're undermining your own fucking argument. Imagine working, like, imagine if that was the case. Imagine working with that cunt. You know what I mean? You, that's not the sort of thing you do when you're fucking disgruntled, is it? When you're fucking, you're, you're, oh, you're a bit fed up or whatever. Oh, I hate this. Why do they keep doing that? Like, oh, I'm not happy with the way that's sitting. You maybe have a moan to somebody, or give, give somebody the stink eye or something. If, that, if this cunt worked in my work, he'd be fucking sticking razor blades in your cornflakes or something. It's like, what the fuck, mate? Calm down. Talk to somebody. Complain about it. Then not just throw your hands up and go, oh, fuck this, I'm just going to kill some cunt. And you just look like a fucking mental case that shouldn't have been working there in the first place. What? I don't know if I believe that. It was something to do with, like, uh, because, like, there was a woman that, that was in charge of actually, like, loading the prop gun. And she says that she took the bullets from a box that was labelled dummy. So there were dummy bullets. And then put them in the gun. But then it turns out that the bullets were actually real. So I suppose it, it does kind of fit, like, that maybe he switched the boxes. Or she, or it, whatever. Fucking they um, switched the boxes over so like they were putting the wrong bullets in. But I don't get it. There, there is a thing where like, apparently the director has previous for people getting injured with prop guns and other films that he's done. It's just not resulted in fucking death so then you've got to ask the question well is it the director's fault then was it the director that done it so well, this will be better with real bullets so it's a fucking film you're making it's not a snuff movie I hope well it is now isn't it um, so like did he have this other disgruntled boy on his fucking team again? In that film? Was he still disgruntled then? With how unsafe it was with him wanting to use real bullets and shit. Because if he was disgruntled then, why did he agree to fucking take part in this rust? Just so he could fucking moan about it again and try and get somebody else killed. None of it fucking adds up, really. All I know is that Alec Baldwin isn't to blame. He might have been the one that pulled the trigger, but he didn't know what he was doing. I feel sorry for the guy, because he's got to live with that the rest of his fucking life now. It's just a good job there's probably no much of it left. He's got to sit there and knowing that, like, he's murdered this... Cinematographer that by all accounts was really happy with her life and doing good things and all this kind of things. It was really 
really good at her job and that. He's got to live with the pain of like knowing that like he's taken her away from like her family and shit like that. So you can't blame Alec Baldwin. He didn't know what he was doing with the guns and, and all this kind of thing. He's not in charge of that. He just gets told what to do and fucking does it. Alec, go and fucking... Go and, like, run into that fucking... Wood chipper. No problem. Comes out the other end. Just a fucking, uh, like, just mush. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about now. Speaking of mush, there's also the fucking, that Astro World festival thing that was also in the news. A few people got turned into a fine paste at that, did they? Crushed to death. Everybody's going on about that Travis Scott boy. I always get mixed up with him. Like, I, I used to think I knew who fucking Travis Scott was. And then I saw a picture of him with this news thing, and I was like, I don't fucking recognise that guy at all. I thought Travis Scott was in that gym class heroes group. I'm probably thinking of someone else. Someone else. With a similar name. I was like, fucking... Looking at this guy, I was like, fuck... It's like a young fucking Booker T. But the the festival, this Astro World thing. For a start, that fucking stage shouldn't be allowed. The fucking state of it. Where the fuck is it meant to even be? Is it a big fucking like mountain or something? A mountain with fucking like bedposts. I don't know what the fuck it was meant to be. A volcano. Or whatever. It just looked fucking weird. I was like, I suppose they want the stage to be spectacular and everything like that to take away from the shite of the performances, eh? To distract you. Oh, this guy's fucking shite. Like, Look at that fucking stage, though. Spectacular, isn't it? Who gives a shit about his fucking shit rhymes? And his fucking... Bling. Standing there looking like a fucking advert for Henderson's Jewelers. Look at the stage though. Oh, the atmosphere, oh, the lights and the fucking pyro. So apparently... Like... They're all blaming that, like, the fact that, like, it was just a, like, a, a general admission. Festival, like there was no seating and standing areas and all this kind of thing. There was no like nothing marked out. It's like, but festivals are like that anyway. I was at a festival earlier in the fucking year, and for, yeah, they had the, the disabled like spaces, but the rest of it was just stand where you want, go where you want, and nobody got fucking. Nobody got squashed. What a fucking pancake. You know what I mean? So I don't I like I, I don't know what their problem is. 
And I honestly do like that. There's a lot of factors in it. Right? Um, there's the fact that, like, crowds are annoying. Especially young crowds. Because... They just get so caught up in the fucking moment. And so excited and so... Oh, I need to be as close to the front as possible. That they just do end up pushing into one another. And then the ones in front of them don't want to look like weak because they've got fucking their e their egos are enormous at that age. So it's like no, I'm gonna in front of my girlfriend, I'm gonna try and shove them out back. And then it just creates like this wave back and forth, like people shoving and pushing and well, you fucking doing? Oh, I'll fucking shove you right back. Well, fucking man, then. And it's no good for them because they're saying that, like, oh, what, and what they should have done when when it was pushing forward, they should have moved to the side. It's like, but well, that's not how it works when you're there. Your ego's too big. It's like, no, I'm fucking standing here. I want to fucking stand here. I'm no moving for them. They should have got here fucking earlier. That's your attitude. And then it just gets out of hand and people just don't know when to stop. A lot of them are probably on drugs. So they're not capable of listening to fucking reason or obeying logic. They're off their fucking tits. So of course people are going to get crushed. And then you've got the fucking, the artists inciting that. Because there's this whole thing about fucking... Like, the artists are like fucking, oh, I want to see this, I want to see that, I want to see you going fucking mental on this one. It's like, why can't we just stand and watch, mate? That's what I like doing at gigs. I just like standing and watching and listening and going, and maybe having a wee sing and a, a, a wee sort of sway side to side, a wee dance or whatever, but nothing fucking mental. That's the problem. Everything's got to be fucking mental and crazy and out and... Fucking, oh, like, I can't believe this is happening. Why? Just fucking stand there and fucking enjoy it. Why have we got to have, like, fucking walls of death and fucking mosh pits and... Ah, oh, this fucking nonsense. Just stand and fucking watch and listen to the fucking shit that you were, that you paid for. And then this fucking dick, this Travis Scott fucker, he gets told that it was an emergency situation. There's an announcement made over it that it's a state of emergency. People are getting crushed. People are dying and everything like that. And the cunt keeps fucking going with his fucking shit songs. Imagine that. Imagine you're being, you're taking your last breaths in that crowd, getting crushed like a fucking grape. And the last thing you hear is Travis Scott fucking dribbling fucking absolute pish into your fucking ears. And that's the last thing you hear before you go to fucking the afterlife. You probably, if, you, if that was the last thing you heard when you were dying, you wouldn't be bothered about going to hell. Because you're like, oh, this is going to be fucking much better. Listen, then he'll listen to that shite until he fucking dies. And then he, he, he plays on for like 40 minutes after people start dying. 
And then he's got the cheek to come out and say, like, oh, I'll pay for the funeral costs. You know, oh, thanks very much, Travis. Oh, what a fucking good Samaritan you are. Fucking tosser. He'd be useless in any emergency situation. He's, he's the kind of cut, he, he, like, he's on karaoke at the pub and fucking, the, the place goes on fire. And he's like, oh, no, just what, this one mere tune, I've, I've, this, this, my favourite ain't I've picked out earlier. You'd just be like, ah, oh, well, fuck him then. Slave him in there, let him fucking burn with a fucking pub. Get it right up him. Alright, see what I was going to say to you? You're listening to the Surreal Deal podcast, right? So, what today is, follow or subscribe or whatever it is you do on your podcast app and you'll never miss an episode in future, okay? Cheers. Just sitting here, a cup of coffee. It's a fucking. We're into the winter months now, are we? Utter shite. I can tell you now that if you don't like people being pissed off and ranting about stuff at this time of the year, don't listen to any more of this podcast until, like, I don't know, fucking March next year or something. Because that's how it's going to fucking be for me until then. Because I, I, I hate, I hate winter. Which is weird because... I love Christmas. I really do like Christmas. I like all the bells and whistles. I like. I even like the fucking cheesy Christmas music. I'm one of the few people that doesn't... Fucking... I'm not pulling my hair out as soon as I hear Mariah Carey's voice. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Christmas time, isn't it? But uh, it's basically like it's kind of like how I used to approach playing gigs when I was in a band. Winter to me is like a gig. It's like playing a gig. In the sense that, and Christmas is actually the being on stage bit. Like I'm, like my birthday's on the twenty third of December, right? So say like the twenty third to. The end of Boxing Day. That period there. My birthday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. That that period of the winter is being on stage. The half an hour set that we've got for the night. To play. Everything else around that is the rest of the fucking time here at the venue. Sitting about doing fuck all. You've been told to be there at fucking... Five o'clock in the afternoon and you're no on till about fucking half ten at night. 
and they say, oh, sound check, and then you don't even fucking get one, because all the other fucking bands take too fucking long doing their settler, doing their fucking sound check. Oh, that guitar sounds a bit low. Well, fucking turn it up then! I can fucking hear it fine. You're playing in a pub, it's no the fucking hydro. Nobody gives a shit. And you're just like, you have to talk to the other bands and tell them how, f and massage their ego, tell them how fucking half decent they are and when they're fucking awful and oh, I just fucking hated it. And then there was always lugging the gear about, like fucking you had to drag all your fucking stuff in. And when on the off chance you got a sound check, you set your, all your stuff up for sound check and that takes about fucking 20 minutes. And then you just have to like, take it apart again to put it back together again when you're actually going on to play it's all just a fucking hassle and the hassle with winter is that it's just fucking boring and dull like, like I go to work in the morning it's dark there's hardly any windows where I work because I work in a factory Occasionally you see a glimmer of light when you, when I go out to like my locker to get my bag out to go for my lunch. And then there's a couple of windows in the canteen you can look out. But, let's be honest, like, like, like most of society, you just spend your break looking at your phone. You don't really, really look at the window and then when you come out of work it's dark again. So I just, it's just bleak. It's a bleak existence during the winter. Because as soon as it gets dark, you just automatically, like psychologically, you're just like, time to go to bed. Time to settle in for the night. And it's like, well, what was the fucking point in getting up? And then, it's always cold. Well, that's shit. Because I had to put the fucking heating on and that sends my electricity bill through the fucking roof. I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly rich. I live in like a fucking one bedroom flat. On a pay-as-you-go fucking meter. That seems to just pick and choose how fucking fast it goes down, even though I'm not using any more stuff. I don't use my appliances any more than I normally would in the winter. Because of that, because it fucking, to, to stop it from like going any quicker. But still it somehow manages to do it. I don't fucking understand. It's like that spends my money heating itself up because it's too cold. That's what it seems like. But uh, so like I, I like I do like occasionally I put the heating on, but most of the time I just sit here with my big fucking oversized fluffy hoodie on. 
And honestly, it could be minus five and I'd be fucking sweating in this thing. I mean, I love it, like, it's because it's, oh, it's cheap. But it's fucking ridiculous. People, like, athletes, like combat athletes, if they're weight cutting before a fight, should wear this. Weight would fucking fly off of them. Absolutely no problem. Just wear this for a couple of days and then that's it. You're about fucking 70 kilos under the limit. It's absolutely fuck all left of you. Scales could barely register that you're on them. So yeah, like, it's that thing, like, like, during the winter, what do you do with yourself? Nobody wants to do anything because they're all like, oh, well, it's dark and everything and it's cold and like, I just want to stay in and fucking cozy up and ming, ming, ming. So that's what you end up doing. And you sit, like, and I live on my own. Honestly, sometimes I think people forget that, that I'm on my own. They're all fucking in their houses, are snuggling up and all this kind of thing. Which is great. Like, it's like, like, fair enough, good for you. But I'm just here on my own, just fucking sitting. And I often think to myself, like, winter should be a time, I should use it as an opportunity to do more productive stuff. Stuff that I've been putting off. Because I've not had the time because I've been out doing things and all this kind of thing. But I don't end up doing them. Like if there's a book that I wanted to read, and I've not gotten around to reading it, or um, recording these podcasts, or writing stuff for the blog, um, or learning stuff, like like, like, like I want to learn how to be a better writer, and all this kind of thing. But I just end up sitting here watching crap on YouTube. Like absolute dreck. Because that's, that's how much of a fucking procrastinator I am. Or, and it's even a case of, like, even if there's, like, new programs that I've seen advertised and I've been like, oh, that, that looks alright, I might give that a try. And then I end up watching stuff that I've seen a million times. But then I have that argument with myself all the time. It's like, what is wrong with that? I don't understand this whole, like, fucking constantly having to be seeing the latest thing. When... There's a lot of good stuff that I like and, know, and I know that I like. Why would I take that risk? Why would I risk not liking something? Well, in case you really like it, you never know. So, well, I don't like that fucking uncertainty in my life. I like to know what I'm getting into. So if I sit down to watch something, and I decide to watch fucking South Park again. Then at least I know what I'm getting. At least I know I'm going to enjoy it. Because I've seen it before and I've enjoyed it before. Comfort shows. That's what I'm into. Comfort shows that you could just have on. And you don't even have to be paying that much attention to it. And you still enjoy it. You don't need to think too much. Maybe sometimes, like, I li I do like some comedies where, like, you have to think about the jokes because they're really clever with the wordplay and all this kind of thing, but the more times you watch it, the more that just comes naturally. And you, you end up, like, 
the more you watch it, the less attention you have to pay. Because you've already worked it out previously. I think, like, I think that's kind of my rule. Like, even if something's, like, the best thing since sliced bread, like, like people used to go on about, like, kind of, like, Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy and all this kind of stuff, if I don't think it's got rewatchability for me, then I'm not interested. Because for me, it's like I don't just want to want to watch it once. I want to watch it again at some point. I want to, I want to repeat it. I want to be able to watch it when I want to watch it. Like, like sometimes like I'll watch something and then later on I'll be in the mood of it again and it's like, oh, but I've seen them all. It's like, oh, I can watch it again because it was that good and I enjoyed it that much. But what are the serious kind of stuff? Like, say, your dramas and all this kind of thing. It's like, it, you, I, dramas don't have the same rewatchability to me as, like, sitcoms and that. Because it's not comfort watching. If you're sitting there watching a fucking, like, a, a detective fucking going through, like, body parts, trying to figure out, like, fucking, oh, was that his fucking liver or his lung or fucking... Why the fuck could have possibly done this time and why and you like and there's all this psychological element and everything like that. If you're rewatching that kind of stuff and you and you find comfort in watching that, there's something fucking wrong with you. There honestly is. You're you're likely to be the cunt responsible for the fucking body parts being splayed across the fucking room. At some point in your life, if that's what you find comfortable. At the very least, you're going to be that, you, you, you want to be that detective. Trying to figure it out. Sniffing fucking limbs and fucking eyeballs and on. Trying to get a scent. Just shove on the office or something. Or fucking not going out or whatever, whatever you like watching, whatever, like whatever's funny to you, whatever's just light entertainment, just shove that on and be done with it, just have a relax, just relax, you can't relax watching a fucking drama, drama in itself, the word itself is the opposite of fucking relaxing, nobody's relaxed when there's drama kicking off, is it, are they? You're on the edge of your fucking seat. You're like, oh, you fucker, what's going on? Can I fucking handle it? Oh, this drama, oh. Fucking heart's going like a fucking train here. It's no fucking relaxing, is it? You just want to sit and be like, ha, 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 having a chuckle. And sitting fucking in peace. And that's the winter. That's what you do. You relax in the winter. But although you're physically relaxed and you're watching something you're comfortable watching, you still can't help thinking, this is shit. Especially when you're on your own like me. 
Because you're like, if this was if it wasn't dark and it wasn't cold and it wasn't like drich as we call it, I'd probably I'd, I'd maybe be out doing something, going for a walk, having a pint, just hanging out with other people. But nobody wants to fucking do anything during the winter. It's a lazy time of year. And I do like that. I like That's what I like about the Christmas period. But people rip the push. They start getting lazy for like fucking the middle of October. It's not even fucking Halloween yet and they're already fucking curled up in bed with a fucking mug of hot chocolate watching the fucking I'm a celebrity get me out of here. Or something like that. Whatever whatever reality shows on now. I don't, I don't fucking know. I can't keep track of that push. But you know what I mean. They just drag the arse at it now. It used to just be when you came off. For, like when the schools come off for Christmas. To when the schools go back. Was like everybody just done fuck all. Apart from New Year's. And then Christmas Day you'd go see family members. And all that fucking shit. But that was, it was that two weeks was the only time where everybody just, that everything grinded to a halt. But then, you've also got, like, the, the people that work in, like, retail and stuff, they've got to go to work during, over the Christmas period. So I can imagine that's why they start earlier. As soon as the fucking nights start getting darker, they're like, right, I'm doing fuck all every night for the rest of the fucking winter. Because during the day, I'm going to be working all the way through it. And I can't be fucking bothered. I just can't be annoyed doing anything. Other than sitting on the couch with a blanket over me. And a wee hot water bottle, like I'm fucking nowhere. And that's alright for them, because... Especially if they've got someone. Nobody's going to be fucking popping their head in my door. Anytime soon. Even if, like, they're in and their partner's out to work. They're like, at least they're safe in the knowledge that they're going to turn up at one point in the day. So they'll think that they'll see them at some stage. It's not like they're like, nothing's going to happen. Whereas I'm sitting here and I'm like, what do I do with myself? I need to sit and try and enjoy my own company. Which I do enjoy, to be honest with you. It's like I'm not fucking sitting here moaning about being on my own. I'm just saying it's different. It's different, like, when, like certain times are different when you're on your own. Than when you've got somebody else there. And then when it comes that time of year, this time of year. Where nobody wants to really do anything and they're just happy just to sit in the house with their other half and snuggle and spoon and all this fucking weird shit that they do. Um, 
they don't give a shit that you're on your own. It just completely goes out of their mind. And I get it, they've got their own fucking shit to worry about and all this kind of thing. So again, I'm not moaning about it, I'm just pointing out the observation. So yeah. Enjoy the winter. The Surreal Deal Podcast.